There's a certain level of cruelty that only a group of children can muster. When one is made to wear a retainer brace at age eight, it was surely an unpleasant sight, the metal headgear wrapped around her face. There were lots of stories about the night of her ninth birthday sleepover. Kids say she willed her metal brace into massive jaws, incising her way through the house. But it was no fault of her own. Mandible Judy isn't a nice name for a quiet little girl. find myself here. Why? Do I know one of these children? I know so little about what happened. The marsh. Up on the rocks that day. But when was it? How long have I been drifting in and out of consciousness like this? Years? No, Halloween was last week, remember? Thanksgiving. Right, Caroline. Thanksgiving. Does anyone know what we I am alive. I think. But disconnected somehow. I walk, but I'm not the one causing the body to move. It isn't my body. But I am aware. I know that something happened to me at the marsh. Something strange. What on earth is that sound? fell and kept falling. Deeper. My body was paralyzed as I sank into the muck. Deeper. It's not clear to me, but I must have pulled myself back onto the land. It was nighttime. Who knows how many days later. But it wasn't me. It wasn't my body anymore. I was watching from inside. My body moved on its own. It took me out of the woods, through the town, into the backyards, but never allowing me to speak. And after a short time, there was nothing. I slipped out of time and woke up who knows how much later. I don't know how many times this happened. But each time, my body became more alien to me. I grew. My skin toughened into a sort of shell. New appendages appeared. Long, spindly, and crusted over with a muddy armor. I couldn't feel it, but I could see the monster I was becoming in my reflection in the marsh water. I ventured further into the town sometimes. What was I looking for? My home? I could remember who I was before. My name was Eamon Carver. The beast climbed through the dense woods behind the houses. I followed, seeing through the monster's eyes. I had no choice. It knew I had to keep out of sight. My feet stopped and I watched from the trees. So many times, I stalked through the woods looking for something. And there was a time that someone came out of one of the houses. A man. He had a familiar look. I felt I knew him. 
Bo. I think it's Judy's bedtime. Come on, sweetheart. Bo Caterbeck. Was it possible? He appeared to be a grown man. I knew him as my old friend Swede, who was there at the marsh the day it happened. But we were kids. Here he was, just standing, smoking a cigarette. But he had a child now. Judy. Have I somehow been trapped like this for 40 years? More? I saw Judy many more times. The monster would take me to visit, watching unseen from the trees. She sat playing as she arranged some unusual rocks into a pile. Sometimes she would look up and listen. She knew I was there, but she wasn't scared. The rocks made a ringing sound. The darkness took me again. Was it moments or years later? This place, it's the quick stop I used to go to with Artie and Swede. Maybe these kids, maybe they have some idea about what happened. I have to go talk to them, but I can't. This monster that carries around my thoughts. He won't risk being seen. Someone's coming. Excuse me, I can get inside. Nice frogs. What the hell? <laughs> wow, freaky. <laughs> <laughs> My dad said mudscoggin frogs are like a different species or something. Oh yeah? I heard it's what your mom's cooking tonight. <laughs> Shut up, Benji. <laughs> Seriously though, I've seen three people on the streets carrying frogs this week. Not in the store. You gotta leave. I told you we can't have those frogs in here. What's the matter with you people? Oh, no. Uh, no need to get upset. I'm, I'm going. <sighs> the frogs have something to tell you. Oh, shit. You might not listen now. <laughs> Crazy old bastard. Jesus. You're going to find out. Look out. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, you little punks. If I could move this body. If only I could talk. I want them to see me. I need to talk to someone. Find out what happened. How long was I out this time? Days. And I'm watching from the woods again. The Caterback house. I recognize it. Maybe Swede will see me this time. Maybe he can help me. Or the child. Second floor, I'm staring at that bedroom window up there. Why? What does the monster want with that room? These arms and legs. They've changed again. What kind of creature am I becoming? Gripping onto this stone wall. I can climb it somehow. Up the side of the house. The window's partly open. It must be the little girl's room. Judy. What am I looking for? Books? Toys? Only a pair of shoes under the bed. The shelves. Judy's rocks, the ones I saw her play with in the backyard. My closet. The monster is not able to open it. Good. I came back as soon as I could. 
Did you get some rest? Someone's downstairs. I have to find a way to let them know I'm here. But this horrible body decides where I go. I couldn't sleep. Tell me, did they arrest Dr. Fousey? Renee, I'm so glad you were here safe. It was awful. Dr. Fousey is dead, Renee. Oh. What happened, Catherine? Tell me. Renee, Judy was there. Judy? She and Kenny Howard had Dr. Fousey. It was so awful, Renee. I don't think you want me to... I need to know what happened. Where is she now? <sighs> I don't know. They got away from the police, but there were gunshots. Kenny was hit, and two policemen... Listen, Renee, they could come back here. The police said they would send someone to keep watch. I'm sorry, but Judy is dangerous. She won't hurt her mother. She killed Dr. Fousey, Renee. Just like she killed those poor people at Westmore. She can't control herself anymore. I'm... I'm so sorry, Renee. I know this must be hard to hear, but... We have to keep you safe. If she came back here... Judy? The little girl I saw playing here in the backyard? How could she kill anyone? When Bo comes back, he'll know what to do. He could always talk to Judy. Renee, we have to face the possibility that Bo might be away for a long time. He has to have a hearing, and that could be a month or more, and then we'll need to find him a lawyer. We have to explain how this all happened. Come in, officer. Oh, good. Sorry to bother you, Mrs. Caterbeck. It's okay. Do you know where Judy is? We don't know for sure, but we think your daughter might come back here at some point. The police? If I was able to show myself, would they help me? Or would they shoot? I can't control this monster. We're stationing a few officers out front to keep watch. I don't need anyone watching over me. Judy wouldn't hurt me. Renee, please. I've got to take a chance. Let them know I'm here. I've got to move these arms. <gasps> Is there anyone upstairs? No. That came from Judy's room. They're coming. No. Don't run. We need their help. The window. God, what is that? I... Uh, I don't know. This is car 16, Patrolman Dalton. I'm at the Caterback residence. There appears to have been a break-in. They got out the upstairs window. Someone or something. Season 3 of Mandible Judy has begun. Our cast this week was Mark Devaney, Noah Graham, Lee Eddy, Billy Priest, Tamria Dow, Chris Burke, Joey Saylor, Daniel Delgado, and Helena Chamis. Join us next week for episode two and check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mandiblejudy. Your generous support helps us keep the series going. See you next week. <laughs>